Ah, what is up, guys, and welcome to the Meeple Minded Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason. And I'm James. How are you doing this week, James? Not too bad, buddy. Good, good. I'm chipper. Chipper. Today. I'm very chipper. I don't know why. I'm in a really good mood. Because we probably just, because we've just played a game. Oh, yeah, that's probably what it is. I'm thinking we should probably do that every time because I seem to be in a much happier mood. Might give these games half a chance when uh, when uh, <laughs> if we do that. <laughs> How are you anyway this week, this week, James? What have you been up to? Oh, not a lot, mate. Usual. Yeah, nothing different. No, the lives we live. I know. Honestly, I bet all the listeners just envy our work, play a few games a week, and then uh, and and then talk to each other with a microphone. Yep. And pretty much when the microphones aren't here, we just don't really talk to each other. Well, we'll go out. Yep. But then we weirdly don't talk to each other all that much. So no, because we get a week's worth of conversation in here. We do. It's an hour. That's more than enough of talking to James. Yeah, I don't know. Tell me about it. <laughs> I don't know for you. I don't know how you put up with it, mate. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for you. You've got to talk to me for an hour. That That's really bad. But yeah, yeah. So work's been all right for you this week. Yeah. Yeah, same old. I've had great fun driving around London the past couple of days when people have seemingly lost all faith in public transport because they all feel the need to drive now. Yet I'm driving past buses, they're empty, and by all accounts, the underground is pretty much empty most of the time. It's like, why are people suddenly not using public transport in London? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Is that an experience you've had when you've been to London? No, because I point blank refuse to drive. Well, yeah, that's that's fair. (laughs) That's very fair. I wouldn't do it in my own car. Not that I have a car anymore, but... (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Why? When there is a rapid transit system that can get you from one end of London to the other in, what, 45 minutes? Uh, Probably something like that, yeah. Yeah. Why would you do the same thing in a car that will take... Much longer. Twice as long. Yes, if not longer. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, from today, like if, you know, we're close to Gatwick Airport. It took me three and a half hours to get to London, which without traffic should take about an hour. Uh, with normal traffic, an hour and a half to two hours. And yeah, it took me three and a half hours. So today was a fun day. Yep. Uh, and yeah, the weather was quite hot again. So, mm-hmm. and my aircon's not working properly. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. feel sorry for you because I don't have it. No, well, yeah. Yeah, true. You don't have to drive around a stuffy city. No. <laughs> so I have no sympathy for you, much as you have no sympathy for me. No. But yeah, anyway, we we uh, we had games night last night. We're back to recording on a Tuesday this week. Yes. Uh, because you're going to try and earn some extra money later this Indeed week. Indeed I am. Like a crazy person. I know. Just think, you're going to earn all that extra money and then the tax man's going to go, oh, thank you. Yeah. And take, take it all. It's fair. Yeah. Much like the bonus that I received today that I didn't even notice because the tax man basically went, oh, we'll have that. Yeah. So, yeah. He gets you every single time. Yeah, you can't get around them. No, I'm doing, effectively, I'm doing an extra shift to earn what I should be earning Yes. if the tax man didn't dip his hand into my wage <laughs> wage packet. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love the logic, though, of I'm doing overtime. Why am I doing overtime? Is it for the joy of the job? No, it's because I need the money. Mm. And yet they're just like, oh, well, you clearly don't need that money because we're going to take it from you. It's not, yeah, the, it's not even that one because it's sort of like, at least when you do overtime, it's taxed at the, at the standard rate. The one that gets me is people who have a second job yes. get 
super taxed on the second job. It's like, yeah. who's taking out a second job for fun? If you've, if you're that in need of money that you've taken on a whole extra job. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's the considerations I'm putting in because I've considered going for a second job myself recently to try and, you know, just earn a tiny bit more to spend on games. Every time I look at it, it's, like know, it's, not, it's no not worth it because the second job will be completely wiped out by the tax. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it is crazy because you can, uh, <laughs> a little insight into how the UK tax system works is it's stupid. You can earn, you can have a high paid job and pay quite high tax because you do pay more tax when, when you've got a higher payer job. However, you can do a minimum wage job and then a second minimum wage job, which is still considerably, let's say 10 grand a year less mm. than that single high paid job. Mm-hmm. Yet you'll be paying more tax than the person that's earning 10 grand more than you. Yep. It's such a backward system. It is. It's like, if any, if, like I said, if you've had to take out a second job, on top of your full-time job, that's the one that they should be, oh, maybe we should go easy on that second one because yeah, no one did. It's not, not like, it's like, you know what? I don't feel like I do enough work, Jason. I'm going to go out and take out another job. <laughs> and so you should feel that way, James. So you should. Yeah. Um, second jobs. <laughs> I understand why people want to do it, but I really don't understand why the government feel the necessity to penalise those yeah, and then they hard-working wonder, uh, And then they wonder why a lot of those traditional jobs that people do in second jobs are doing dodgy things like paying people cash in hand. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But anyway, let's not talk about uh, tabletop job talk. Yes. That's, that's two weeks in a row, James. Last year, last week we talked about tabletop coffee. Yes. And now we've talked about tabletop... J- job talk yeah someone should design a board game around the world of work yeah yeah indeed <laughs> it's just going to be a blank board with the words you lose on you it lose yeah <laughs> didn't didn't they do one of those a few years ago called the game of life and it was just you lose <laughs> you just lose yeah let's not talk about the dreaded m because that's even worse yeah but, <laughs> but yes we've been playing a game we have been this playing week, a because game. time has been of a premium this week has it not um, but it was a pretty good game, would you say? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was It was quite nice because we got to uh, sit down and actually play a game with our good friend Kiri. We haven't played a game with Kiri for yep. quite some time. Kiri and John. Uh, yes, and a newbie to this game as well. We played Dynagenics, James. <laughs> one of my favourite games of all time. And I will always talk about Dynagenics. So, James, let's talk about Dynagenics. We played with the expansion. We did. Control Chaos expansion. How did you find last night's game? I lost. You did? Uh, Did you come last? Yes. You did? How the hell did you come last? Because John pipped me to the post with his park of mutants. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let's talk about that. Because this is something new to both of us. Yep. Both of us avoid the mutants generally within the game. John dove in headfirst with the mutants and only... The, the mutants. mutants bar one point where he i believe he created a thesiosaurus but only because he had a, a special ability or a card yep i think it was a manipulation card that could then destroy a dinosaur to create three mutants yes because he was just took one look at the board and went i want to fill it <laughs> did he actually manage to do it? yes he had spaces. all 12 um <laughs> all 12 uh mutants if I'd been feeling particularly malicious, I was tempted to make a mutant just so we couldn't do it because <laughs> there are only 12. Yes, exactly. 
But it was a really interesting strategy to see. It was. I don't think, obviously, I don't think it paid off. I think he came third, third with a, yeah. and there was a considerable gap between yes. him and you, I think, by the end of the game. Yeah, and uh, I came second, uh, Kiri came first. There was a considerable gap between me and Kiri as well. Kiri oh, really Kiri, pulled Kiri, it out. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, Kiri ran away with it at the end. Yeah, the, the end game scoring was what uh, what saved Kiri there. I managed to, I, I was clawing back that lead yep. for the majority of the game. And right in that last round, I managed to get in line. Yeah. And we ended in line, but then end game scoring just went. Phew. The ironic thing being, I think that's the first game I've ever played where I've been in the first player position for most of the game. Mm, yes you were yeah, yeah. You, in the uh, reputation track yeah wasn't because you? Yeah. i managed by sheer luck to get the t-rex out on you like did. turn two yeah and then the last two rounds i just blitzed the reputation yep and just shot up on that it's a shame you don't get extra points for reputation because i would have done well with that yep although yeah. how does john's um strategy of all mutants compare to your normal strategy in this game jason which i noticed you didn't do which is all gallimimus do you know what? I was planning to, but I only got one. I got one in the end. I just wasn't drawing the cards. Yep. Otherwise, I would have been spamming the hell out of the Gallimimus because they're awesome. And once you've got one, it's like they only cost one. Yep. So I was like, oh, I've drawn a Gallimimus. Cool. I'm building it. Oh, I've drawn three Gallimimus. Cool. Uh, how many workers have I got? Oh, I've got three. Cool. I'm building one. I'm building one. I'm building one. Oh, look at that. I've got three in one turn. You know, my reputation's gone through the roof. Our points have gone through the roof. It's brilliant. But yeah, it's so dependent on drawing those cards. Uh, and the draw just was not with me yesterday. I was drawing like one DNA for every dinosaur there was going. The Boneyard had nothing in it that I wanted. And the uh, the market, no one was selling either in the game till late in the game, at which point it was useless. But yeah, you... It was funny because we nearly screwed you over, didn't we, James? You did. You almost did it. <laughs> yeah. You built that T-Rex and I was like, oh, we've all got one meeple left. There's three spaces on the goat track. Right. Let's just cover that. Um, but uh, yeah, we didn't quite manage it because we left you the outsource one. Indeed. So I had to pay two for my goats, but <laughs> it was fine. Yep. The goat farm came out the very next round, and yep. I was just like, right, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, because you, again, you were high on the reputation. You managed to get it first, and that, that was it. There was no point in just trying to block you again. Yep. Uh, I really wondered what was going to happen when you got the raptor out as well. I was like, oh, he's using a lot of goats every turn That's, now. It was, I probably wouldn't have gone for another carnivore if I didn't have the uh, the goat farm. Yeah, yeah. That is, it's really helpful if you're going for the old carnivore farm isn't it, yeah really? well because you're getting that guaranteed one every turn and then you get three from the from actually doing the yeah the goat farm the, the one on the board yeah yeah it's great great game I, I, like i said i can talk about dinogenics all day it's not really right if we do because you know we've done an episode on that in the past when's the next expansion coming <sighs> see they keep saying soon that, that it's only a mini expansion by all accounts they've not announced anything else other than the fact that you can get a big box and a mini expansion. If you're obviously, if you already own the stuff, that that's going to be a, a set pledge level. But then there's going to be an all-in level where you can get the original game, Control Chaos, and the new expansion and the big box as one big thing. Hmm. Uh, because obviously, there's people that love this game. They want this game, but it's not a retail game. You have to get it crowdfunding. So it'd be interesting to see how much they they do sell it for now. 
but I believe they're currently fulfilling their last game, Deep Shelf, I think it was called. And I believe the rumor is as soon as that's finished fulfilling, the next uh, Dynagenics campaign is going to go live. So I'm very much looking forward to it because I need a big box. The stuff don't fit. <laughs> and it's annoying. But uh, yeah. What did you think of my new upgrades, James? I liked the stickers. Yeah? Yeah. Why did the guests look like Dennis Nedry is the thing that I was going <laughs> to... There was a lot of Dennis Nedry's. On. <laughs> I, do you know what? I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. I loved the stickers. They, they added a little bit of character to the game as well. But yeah, I can't tell you how long that took (laughs) to put stickers on every dinosaur on both sides of the meeple. Not just one, both sides. All of the human meeples, all of the uh, aquatic stuff as well. Oh, damn. I'll tell you what, that that was a night and I slept well after that. (laughs) That was a night. Because I did it, again, I made the mistake, I did it all on the same night I did my first rat box set as well. So uh, yeah, damn. Damn, damn, damn. Dynagenics, James, did you enjoy it? Of course. Yeah. Is it a game you would play again? I think this is a silly question. No, I think I'm done with it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I think I am too. Just, I might just sell the sell it, to be fair. You know, no, no. Just no. Don't 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 be getting on to me. <laughs> I know at least four people now have put themselves front of the list. Should I ever wish to sell it? And I'm like, you're putting yourself on a list that is never going to exist. I will never sell Dynagenics. I love that game. But yeah, that's the only game we played this week, James, bar the one that we played just now, but we're going to be talking about that in about, I don't know, 30 seconds maybe, because mm. we didn't play a game this time last year that we can talk about. So shall we dive into the main event of Le Show? Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Let's do it. Okie dokie guys, so for those of you that didn't bother reading the name of this episode, we are going to be talking about Living Forest Kodama. This is the uh, first and only expansion for Living Forest, uh, which the Spildajar winning Living Forest, James, won won one of the most coveted awards there is going. Uh, Obviously, originally released by Ludonaut, this expansion was released in 2023, it doesn't change the base game play account however it does add in a dedicated solo mode and for the multiplayers among us uh, it just adds more cards and also the ability to call upon the kodama spirits in your never-ending fight to protect the forest from the nibby that is a rough idea of the purpose of the expansion here james but what comes in the box should you buy this expansion okay jason if you get this expansion, you will get 22 Kadama cards, four starting Kadama cards to go in each of the starting decks, mm-hmm. uh, five level two guardian animal cards, five level three guardian animal cards, four forest help mini individual boards, one Kadama board, two caller Kadama rock tiles, one Anibi standee, mm-hmm. 16 element tiles, 12 Kadama specific protective tree tiles, and another tree dispenser i think we'll yes, call it yeah the stands that you put the trees on yep uh, and then an anibi tile for the solo mode and an anibi's wrath token also for the solo mode okie dokie cool so that's what uh, what comes in the box this is about half the size of the original box that this comes in um 
Let's talk about the rulebook and the general setup of the game. Uh, I personally am obviously the one that owns this. I've, I've learned the extra rules. It gets to the point really, really quickly as to what's different about the game. You get a section telling you how the setup differs slightly and then a few pages that just explains how the, the new stuff works. It's very to the point, nicely illustrated. There's a lot of text. I will say that there's a lot of text within the book, but I wasn't particularly put off because it's quite big font that's on here and it's very easy to read. And the solo mode that comes with it is a two-page spread in, in this little rulebook, so it's not particularly difficult. Uh, I like the rulebook, very well written. The setup of the game, it's fair to say the original base game was a bit fiddly. Um, you know, separating all the cards and, and, and putting things in the right place and stuff. This does add more to that, but not a noticeable amount. Um, maybe adds a couple of extra minutes setup time, so it's not the end of the world. Uh, James, you always get away with with not doing these setups, don't you? Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's why you do it, isn't it? That's why you don't own more games. But yeah, so the setup's not too bad. The rule book's pretty good. Would you say it's been an easy game to learn and, and teach and stuff? Yeah, I would, actually. Yeah? Cool. Let's talk about the components that come in it. The components? Yes. They're no different to the original, really, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Whole lot of punch board. Whole lot card. of punch board and some standard card stock. It's pretty pretty simple. A couple of notes I would make on it is obviously the card stock, and you will have probably noticed this as well, James, is obviously the artwork is the same. Yes. Uh, as the original, same style. The Kadama spirits that are on the special Kadama cards, they're beautiful. They are. Very, very nice. I think one thing I would say, and I'm going to put this in a, in, in a, pro, in a pro way, there's not too much stuff in this expansion. No. There isn't. No. Some expansions out there, can't name a particular game off the top of my head, but... They suffer from bloat. Yes. There's just so much stuff. And again, cluttering up the table, what we were talking about uh, last week, ironically. Um, this is not one of them, I would say. It all comes down. And that extra tree stand thing yeah. is quite handy because it keeps everything looking tidy. So anything you want to mention about the components james anything that stood out to you uh aside from as you've already mentioned the kadama the kadama cards themselves which are beautiful mm -hmm. um no it's pretty comparable to the base game yeah i would mention one more thing uh, and this will transition us nicely into the gameplay and it is a bit of a con one thing with this game is it is somewhat of a table hog especially at the larger player counts because it requires quite a large play area for when you're pushing your luck with the cards. Adding another board and extra trees takes up a surprising amount of space because the, the new board with the spirits isn't really a small board. Mm. Yeah, I think if you struggle to have the base game out on the table, probably steer clear of the expansion because you can't really condense it down any more than, than it already is. So that would be my one con what would you say james because we've just had a two-player game of this yeah and it's a bit it, it it always does suffer when you get into those high player counts like you said when you're pushing your life you get an especially good run of cards you start encroaching on the player sitting next to you's play area yeah 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 exactly like, i'm pretty good at towards the end of the game and mathing it out and i usually manage to get my entire deck out in one way or another i and when you're doing that it's yeah there's cards everywhere 
and you you are usually encroaching on whoever is sitting next to you. So it's a bit of a table hog. Yes. Bit of a table hog. But let's talk about the gameplay, James, because that's what people want to know. What's new in this game? Do you want to take the first one? Okay. What's new? Let's pick something that's new. Um, There is another standee. Yes. Chasing you around the little circle of doom. Yes. Oh, yes. The Anibi standee. Yes. We now have a physical representation of the Anibi in the game. Yes. How does that work, James? That's great fun, isn't it? Well, it, like in the base game, if you if you jumped over one of the characters, mm-hmm. you got to steal one of their little, yeah. little yeah. tokens. If he jumps you, yeah. he sets the forest on fire. Yes. More fire. <laughs> More fire. It's what we all want, isn't it, really? The forest to be on fire. But you don't get anything when you jump him. No. Which is a bit of a problem. Yeah. I, I do... I think that is a bit of a missed opportunity. I feel like he should have had a set of tokens. Yeah, something like that might have been quite cool, yeah. Like generic tokens in the middle of the table or something. Or you put out a fire Yeah, when, when, when you jump him or something. Something along those lines. That would be kind of cool. Um, does it? Would you say it really affects the game all that much, though, as, as the first thing? Yes and no. Okay. Pray tell. On the whole, it's usually all right, because all right, if you jump the character... Because he, how many spaces he moves mm-hmm. is dependent, is dependent on, the on the player account. And he moves if you buy Kadama cards. That's yes. what triggers him to move. Yeah. So if you don't buy Kadama cards... He doesn't move. It's not a problem. Yeah. If you do buy Kadama cards, you might not think it's terrible. He adds a fire. At least two of the games we've played, that has happened at the worst possible moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. See, I would say there, there is an element of issue with it being there because obviously he's he's on the circle of spirits and that is where the two new pebbles are put which is your ability to buy the kadama spirits yep and for example we've just played the two-player game james he spent basically the majority of the game sat on one of those pebbles which meant we were only able to buy the kadama spirits from the other one and yeah it just it just didn't work yeah it did it didn't flow well yeah because he's effectively locked himself out yeah yeah now we had a a little conflab as i genuinely feel the missed opportunity with that particular mechanism is i think he should move as standard at least one per round yeah um i i hasten to say i I wouldn't want him to put a dice movement in there no oh he's random moving per per round so i would say no he moves once per round but i don't mind it as a as a new mechanism I don't think it's particularly game-changing. Um, I can't really say that I notice he's there the majority of the time. Yeah. But where he starts, I yeah. did think was a bit of a problem. In a three- and four-player game, doesn't matter too much. In a two-player game, I believe it was a problem. Yeah, because he starts right behind one of the players. Yeah. But whoever's going last in the round, that's he starts one behind them. In a two-player game, that means I'm over the other side of the board. Mm. And you went last in, in the last game. He never came anywhere near me. And instead, he kept leapfrogging with you and kept blocking out pebble you know, uh, yeah. uh, the, the stones and abilities that you were wanting to go for whereas i'm sitting there hunky-dory going yeah i have no problem with this this is great so i think i don't think you should start right behind someone no um, he should start in a two-player game he should start where the third person would start yeah agreed agreed uh, and like I said, add in that extra movement as well, because then it's not going to be always around whoever's in front of him. He's eventually going to leapfrog over and start moving forward. Yep. 
So that is uh, that's one of the new things. Um, we have the Kadama spirits. Let's be honest, the meat and veg of this expansion. They're not as game changing as I thought they were going to be. No, if I'm honest, um, they're basically air quotes powerful cards that you can put in your you, you can purchase them using your lotus flowers which is great because it gives the lotus flowers a purpose other than a victory condition uh, which was in the base game a bit underwhelming because it was easier to go for the other two mm. uh, but now they've got a purpose you kind of want to collect those lotus flowers but obviously as we were talking about just now with the circle of spirits the only way you can purchase them is by landing on one of the the stones in, in that circle or there's I believe one card in the game yep which is I believe in the most expensive deck uh, which allows you to to do that action as well so I don't think I, I was expecting them to be a bit more game changing than they were uh, but how do, how do you find them James yeah I mean they're nice um, having the bonuses for having them in the in your on show is pretty good I think if you've got one on show Two on, two on show, you get a fragment. Yep. Banana skin. A banana skin. Yep. Uh, as we call them, because that's what they look like. Yep. Uh, if you have three, you get one of the little... Um, it's, it's like a one-use token, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, with they had with some there. symbols An on. element tile. An element tile, yep. Um, which counts as, I think it's two two trees, two water, or two purchase power. Yeah, and then on the other side, there's one of one lotus and one move, something, one move or something yeah. like that. So yep. it's basically a token to cash in for one or two extra things. Yep, yep. Um, and if you have four, what was four? Four gives you an extra action, uh, an extra base action. So uh, obviously, if you get four Kadama symbols on show, much like same principle with the when you're pushing your luck, obviously they're on the Kadama symbols are on the card. If you get X amount of them, yeah, you'll get bonuses for them. So they're powerful in that way. But to get four of them out to get that extra action, that's tough, man. Yeah. And I don't see that happening in a lower player count game. I think you're talking big player count game towards the end. Yes. And you're not going to get it done early because you can only buy one of them per round. Yeah. Um, I See, I yeah. don't understand that. It's like, I don't think they're any more powerful than the mid and top tier in the standard market. Mm, and you can buy as many of those as you've got points to spend. But they're expensive. But they are expensive. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, the Kadama cards, I believe, are maximum of three Lotus Flowers uh, for for the more powerful ones. We Again, this was a, a discussion we had, wasn't it? As I, I think there needs to be more ways to buy them. Because we find that we we struggle to find ways to buy them. Because, like I said, there's only really two mm. two ways to buy them, and yeah, you don't go through them that quickly. And considering that you get the extra thing of if a de- if a pile of them is depleted, that particular victory condition is harder. Yes. So there's three piles: one for that has lotus flowers, one uh, trees, trees, and one fire. If that pile is depleted, you then need 15 of that victory condition to trigger the end of the game. Yep. I think that's, uh, you've just segued on through an- another new feature of this game, Jason, mm-hmm. which is even with that, the victory condition has gone up by one. It has. Used to be 12, it is now 13 to win. Unlucky 13 for some. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that was necessary? Is it a change that you welcome? Um, I don't. Uh... 
I struggle to see why it was mm. increased by one. Yeah. I think I struggle to see it. However, I'm not complaining that it's there. No. I, I like the fact that I do like the fact that it's harder. I just can't see the reason why. No. I, I've not figured it out yet. Unless it's something that they've, I don't know, maybe they've had in feedback that maybe 12 was a little bit too easy. Yeah. But then yeah. they've only upped it by one. Yeah, exactly. But then added in that extra thing of, oh, yeah, well, if you deplete this deck, it's, it's now 15. But it'll only be that one yes. that's 15. So if we've depleted the fire deck, you need 15 tokens of fire to trigger the end of the game, but you still only need 13 of the other two. But I also, I don't know if you've ever looked at it this way, James, in, especially in a larger player count game. If you were to see a player running away with the victory condition for fire, for example... The other players now have another way of potentially slowing that player down or stopping them. Yeah. Because if they can somehow work together and deplete that that particular deck, makes it harder for that person to get that victory. Indeed. Yeah. That's something I like. Yes. I do definitely like that. The flip side to that is it's insanely difficult to actually do that. Yes. Yeah. I mean... Well, you'd have to... Because there's only two of those stones available to buy, someone would have to land on it and move off it effectively. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's, it's not super great, but over a couple of turns, it could it could pay off. Yeah, in, in it could. I, I just think by the time someone... I don't think it's a viable strategy, really, because by the time you realise that someone's running away with it, it might be too late to enact that strategy. Because yeah. like I said, you've got you spend a turn to move on to it, and unless you've got that able to take two actions, you have to wait till your next turn to move off it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's let's speak about the ability to take it taking two actions because that's one of the new things that we we now see in the game. There's five cards in the game that I believe they're in the middle deck, if I remember correctly, where they allow you to take the same back base action twice. Yes, which is normally against the rules. And in the game we just played, James, it, it essentially won me the game. Yes. Because we had loads of fire and I had a card that came out which allowed me to do the water action twice. And I basically put all of those out That and then the next round was... You actually hit 15 fire without the deck being depleted. Yes, indeed. So yeah, it was... They're, they're powerful. Yes. They, to me, they are definitely game-changing. What about you? Yes. Because you didn't take advantage of those. I didn't because you nabbed them before I could get to them. That's just true. <laughs> Even though you were the one fueling the forest in that last Oh, I was. All it seemed that I could do was buy cards. And it was like, I'm just handing this situation on a silver platter because all <laughs> I, I, I've got enough to buy the cards, but then I haven't got the water. Yeah to put out the fire that I'm creating. That that was sort of the vicious circle, wasn't it? You were buying cards that had water, which means they were going on the top of your deck, but you were doing it so that it was they were always coming, the fire was there when it was my me going first. So I was then putting all the fire out and you had nothing to do but yep. buy more cards. And at that point, because you'd mainly got f water, you couldn't buy that many cards and I wasn't buying cards. So it, it was an interesting... Mm. Interesting game was over very quickly. Um, but, I mean, that, that's that's kind of it, really, for, for what the expansion gives you. Yeah. Um, the, the, the other five cards that go into the most expensive deck, that just gives you another action of a type. Yeah. 
um, if if they come out on, onto your hand, which is great to be to be able to get all these extra actions. That's good and very very powerful. But overall, I I have to keep referring to my notes here because I, I'm sort of swaying how I feel about the expansion because I I think I was expecting more from it. Um, so I asked myself the question, and I'm going to ask you, James. Did this game need the expansion? Because I'm not sure I know the answer to it. I liked the game as it was. I do like the game how it is now, but do you think it really needed this expansion? If I'm completely honest with myself, no. Right. I think that having the expansion is nice. Was it necessary? Absolutely not. The game was absolutely fine without it. It hasn't changed the game in any significant way. Yeah. I I thought, to be honest, I thought when they were bringing this expansion out, I really thought it was going to be a case of we're going to make it a little bit more, not heavy, but we're going to give the game a little bit more guts. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it did. No. It's not added all that much. If I set that table up, as I did today, and we were teaching new people that had never played Living Forest at all, do you think they'd even be able to tell there was an that e- there was an expansion in there? No. Would you want to teach this game with the expansion to someone who hasn't played Living Forest before. I reckon it would add about five minutes onto the teach. Yeah. Worth it or or I mean that's the big question, isn't it? Well it's it's one of those games now where because you've got the expansion, I don't see you ever playing the base game again. Because no. like I said, it it doesn't add that much more into it. Why would you not just put it out every single time? Yeah. It would have been kind of nice to maybe ha- have had a modular expansion where you could put things in and out to change the game up a bit. And I guess you could kind of homebrew something if you really wanted to. The new trees are nice, but they're only really good if you're gunning for the Kadama spirits. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think you could modularize it because the trees are tied to the Kadama cards. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is a shame because everything is based around those Kadama spirits, which is fine. But the Kadama spirits are a bit too difficult to come by to really make it make, worth it. Make it worth it, yeah. Because you know the trees, for example, is I think that, again there's six of them if I remember correctly, and every single one of them is symbol times by the amount of Kadama um, you have showing. Kadama you've got showing, yeah. So early game. They're a bit rubbish. They're useless. The only thing that you could modularize is having Inibi on on the Circle of Spirits yeah. with the base game and just say, yeah, if he jumps you, fire. Yeah. And you don't really need that in there, really, do you? It doesn't change that much. Mm. Um, I guess if people are buying lots of the Kadama Spirits, it's going to change quite a bit because he's going to be constantly moving. But that being said, in the larger player count games, he doesn't move as far. No, he only moves one space. Yeah, but he's only really ever going to be two spaces away from a player in in a full four-player game. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think when we played the four-player game of this, didn't he, like, jump three people at the same time? Yeah, pretty much. Because that's what normally happens is we bunch up and then he goes, oh, hello, whoop. Yeah, exactly. And then the fire rages. (laughs) Uh, So... I, I want to ask you, James, like, what, what are your final thoughts on this game? Because I'm really, really torn. I, I don't... I, and this is weird because I'm not torn on Living Forest. No, I know I like Living Forest. I love it. I play it all the time. I 
I don't dislike this game mm. or this expansion. I just don't think it was necessary. No. It's like, like I said, every time we play this now, I envision playing with the expansion yeah. because I don't just don't see why you would play the base game. It's not like we've played it and I've gone, oh, this is terrible. Let's go back to the base game. Yeah. It's like, it's still enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an unnecessary but welcome yeah. expansion. Pretty much. It just adds... And a, a tiny bit extra yeah. replayability. I think, I think ultimately I agree with you. I think I was just expecting something a little bit more. Yeah. I, I would have liked to make the game just a tiny bit heavier, I guess. And, I'm a, and I mean a tiny bit. Yeah, that's one of the beauties of this game is it is a lightweight game. I can use this game as an intro game, mm. but a tiny bit more to keep the more experienced gamers happy, mm. keep the game relevant. That is what I, I was expecting. And I, yeah, I don't think it delivered on that, but I don't dislike it. Mm, definitely. Um, so recommendations, James. I haven't mentioned the price on this yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's specifically because I actually wanted to wait until this point. I can't remember exactly what I picked up the base game for Living Forest for. I've, if I remember correctly, I believe it was £25. Now, I believe it still sells for that same amount, at most £30. This expansion is currently selling for 18 to 22 pounds. So, is it worth it? How much did you pay for it at Expo? 20. 20. I'm not so sure I'd I'd buy it at that price having played it. Yeah. Now you probably see why I'm really confused mm. uh, around around this expansion because I don't think it's worth that. However, the cost of production, I have to keep telling myself this, it probably costs them quite a lot to produce it because there are some good quality components here. Mm. But gameplay-wise, it's, it's not worth it, guys. I'd, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. No. I really wouldn't buy it. That being said, as James said, I've got it. I'm going to use it because it's good enough to play if yeah. you've already got it. Yeah. If you don't already have it, wait. Definitely play it yeah. with the expansion if you know someone who's got it. 100% it's worth playing, but value for money buying? I, yeah, I don't think it, it's don't not think there. It's, it. it's not there. The value isn't there for me, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, like I said, I, I beg you to play it, providing you know someone who's already got it. If you don't, enjoy Living Forest base game because there's more than enough good stuff going on. Um, I've got to admit, James, I was I was a bit disappointed. Yeah. I built up this expansion in my mind that it was going to be amazing and it was going to make the game super hot and amazing and it didn't really. No. Bit of a shame, but this is a horrible trend, I would say, with some expansions because I find a lot of games release expansions for expansion's sake. Yes. Money. You know, this game sold well. We've released an expansion. Did it need an expansion? Well, no, but people are going to buy it. And the fact that it won the awards was always going to sell this expansion. So, and they stuck Kadama on it. Mm. You know, I mean, for context, we haven't talked about Kadama because neither me nor James has played any of the Kadama games. So it's it's a cross-platform thing. That's kind of cool. It made no difference to me, but you know, maybe it will for someone else. I think if you're a solo player, this expansion is probably better. Because it comes with the solo stuff. Mm. 
Um, so it does add a solo mode to Living Forest. So there's definitely value there. But for multiplayer only, it's not there. Yep. But there you go. Living Forest, the Kadama <laughs> expansion. James, I'm sorry that it wasn't as good as it should be. Uh, well, I don't. You're you're apologising, Jason. Like you had a hand in manual. It's like you should do better, Jason. Oh well, this is the secret, mate. Like people just didn't know that I actually own Lu- Ludonaut, <laughs> and uh, my constant money worries there. They're all a lie. <laughs> I don't own Ludonaut. Okay, <laughs> we're not sponsored, obviously. But yeah, Living Forest Kadama. I think we're going to play it again, but I'm I'm not going to rush this to the table again very soon. I don't think. Oh well. Oh, well. Shall we head off for the evening, James? Let's do it. It's getting a bit hot in here. Mm. Till next week, guys. My name has been Jason. And I've been James. And you have been listening to the Meeple Miner Podcast. Join us next week for more tabletop gaming goodness. Ta-ta and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>